You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello. You're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. Today, we have finally hit episode 200. So I appreciate all you loyal listeners. Uh, it's been it's been a long journey. I believe we started doing this podcast in April or May of 2019. We hit the pandemic in 2020. We still, we're, we're, I don't want to say we're over it, but uh, for the most part, I hope I hope we're all through the worst of of what we're going to see from that. So I appreciate all you loyal listeners. We have over 60,000 listens. So that's, that's pretty good for, for podcasts, for someone like me, that's just a blue collar kind of guy. My wife, you know, talked me into expanding CNC contractor services to more of a digital platform. That's why we started doing this podcast. We do courses online. I offer digital packages. I do consultations. Hopefully you know everything that we do, but I do appreciate all of you. So once again, it's episode 200 and the title of today's episode is How Should Landlords Address Mold Concerns? Now, we've talked about if you're renting and if you know, you're know you a tenant and you have mold concerns, what steps you should take. But it's very common for me to come across landlords that are dealing with mold issues. And as weird as it sounds, I typically don't hear from a whole lot of landlords that want to address mold concerns. And I don't know why. Um, I'm not going to speculate, but typically I hear from renters, but it is common for me to consult with uh, landlords when it comes to mold. The question is like, how, how does a landlord get notified about mold? That's typically, you know, one of the 
the biggest concerns when I when I talk to a landlord or a property management company and they say, well, you know, my tenant's concerned about mold, but they claim we're not addressing it. And so how are we supposed to know? Well, obviously, as a landlord or property manager or property owner, you don't really get told everything that goes on. And, you know, there are some things that we'll talk about a little bit later that you can do to prevent mold. But for the most part, it, it kind of comes as a surprise, you know. So typically how you're going to hear about it, if it's not the tenant, that's usually the most common thing. But also like a handyman or a contractor will notify you. You you have a handyman. I know last week we talked about uh, mold in bathrooms. If you're doing a remodel, Let's just say, you know, you have a property maintenance guy or gal or, you know, you have a just a handyman that does a lot of your stuff or you yourself does, you know, your little remodel jobs. So that's how you could find out. Typically, like I said, it it would be the renter. And so what is it? You know, that's that's the next question that comes up. So what is it that you're supposed to do when you're notified that there's a mold concern? Now, I understand this, and we've talked about this before. I'm not demeaning anybody. I'm not putting anybody down. But sometimes you just deal with landlords that don't want to admit there's anything wrong. And sometimes you deal with renters that think everything's wrong. What should you do if you as a landlord, you're notified that, hey, we have black mold growing? I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to offer any legal advice. But you should get a hold of a lawyer first and foremost and obviously follow what they're telling you. But on the other hand, you do need to get a hold of a mold specialist because as you very well know, even as a mold specialist, somebody that has been certified and in this business for decades, when I see mold, I can't just call it mold. I have to call it a mold-like substance or suspected mold. And most of the time we all know it's mold, but I'm not a microbiologist, so I can't technically identify it as mold. And so the reason why I say you need to get somebody like myself or a mold specialist in, we have to do testing and we have to do an inspection to determine if it is mold. Now I want our listeners, you know, hopefully you didn't tune me out when you heard landlords and you're like, this has nothing to do with me. If you're still listening, I appreciate it. But One thing that that people have to realize with mold is mold testing or a mold inspection is only one small piece to this puzzle that we call mold. A lot of times you have to have a mold specialist involved. You have to do medical testing, uh, what type of doctor you get. You know, there's there's all sorts of of different doctors out there. Um, There are a handful that specialize in mold exposure. Um, But my point is this, is there's a lot more to mold than just a test or just an inspection or just blood work or urine testing for mycotoxins. You have to get all the pieces of the puzzle together. So when you're notified as a landlord about mold, we would need to go in and we would do an inspection. Now, I can't speak for other companies, but as far as CNC contractor services, we don't just go in and do mold testing. And the reason why I just explained is, is because that's only one piece of the puzzle. If I did just air testing per se, or there's suspected mold in a bathroom, if I do a tape lift and I just come in, i I do one tape lift in the bathroom. I do an air test 
And as you all know, or hopefully you know, um, we can't just run one air test on the inside. We do have to run an outside test. That's our baseline sample. So anyhow, I come in, I do a tape lift, one test inside and one test outside. I can't just do that, send it off to the lab, wait for those results to come back and say, yep, that looks good. The reason why, and I've talked about this in other podcasts, there's no pass or fail per se to mold testing. Now, if we see stachybotrys, then typically we say, yep, that's that's a definite fell. But even at that, there could be just a trace of stachybotrys, and it could be an error from the lab identifying the mold type. So we, we have to be very careful of only doing just mold testing. And the reason we do a mold inspection is we can actually gather more facts as to, you know, this suspected mold we see in a bathroom, was it because the ventilation fan in there is defective or it's not a high enough CFM? We, you know, we test it and it's barely sucking any air. It's sucking like 30 CFMs, which is very low. You should have about 120. So that's why the mold inspection is necessary because we have to identify why we're seeing what we see once we get the lab results back. I know I do this quite often, but to me it's a lot easier to to give you an analogy from the medical side of things. But it's no different than you can't just call your doctor or your physician and say, well, I'm not aware of any, so I'll preface it with that. You can't just say, hey, I want to do an MRI or I just want to do some blood work. And they say, well, why? And you say, well, you know, my shoulder's been hurting me or I've been having GI issues. So I just want to run some some labs. Uh, Typically, they're not going to do that. They're going to make you come in and and they have to do an exam. And the whole point behind that is, is first and foremost, they have to cover their rear ends. But also they want to do an assessment to make sure that, you know, everything's fine. You're not a doctor. You're not trained. And they are not that they're trained in everything. But I'm sure you understand my point. The purpose of it is so that they can get more information. It's the same concept when we're doing mold inspections and mold testing in conjunction with each other. If you do have, you know, I know I got off on that a little bit, but if you do have a mold specialist that says, yeah, we'll come in and we'll just do air testing. And then when we get the results back, I'm going to tell you whether it's a pass or fail. I'd be very hesitant uh, to use that specialist. And, you know, if you trust that person, so be it. I'm just telling you why I don't agree with only doing testing. You should have an inspection done with it. So anyhow, you know, if you're the landlord and you've, you've called me up and you say, hey, Steve, we're, we're owners of this property and our tenant notified us. They say that they got black mold growing. You know, what should we do? As I said, you're going to call a lawyer that you do what they recommend doing. But I would tell you from my perspective, I would always say, okay, hey, John, you need to get those tenants out of there. And, you know, John responds and says, hey, well, we, how do we even know if it's mold? Well, okay, let's schedule an inspection. But No matter what, you know, I I don't know of any inspection company that can get out there that day or the next day. It's it's usually a week or so that, that we're booked out. And for me, it's usually several weeks. If you get the tenants out of there, you're doing your due diligence to make sure you're not exposing them to anything that could be toxic to their health. But keep this in mind, too. As I've said to many of my clients in my consultations, mold is not the only concern in homes. There are other things like VOCs that could be making people sick. That's why, once again, it's important to have an inspection done along with testing. You're sitting there and you're thinking, well, okay, I can't really afford to get these people out of this apartment. How you do that? 
you know, whether it's an apartment, a home, whatever it is, that's not up to me. But I, I do believe it's in your best interest and I believe it's in the best interest of the tenants if the the home is vacated or the property is vacated, just in case, because, you know, we don't want, and the reason I would recommend it is I don't want anybody to come back on me and say, hey, Steve, why you knew that there was an indoor air quality concern. Why didn't you tell us we shouldn't be living there? You know, and it's easy to armchair quarterback when after the fact we find out there's a ton of mold and, you know, it took me a week and a half, two weeks to get in there and visually see it and run tests. So that's why it is important. And for those of you that are not landlords, you've heard me say this often. If you're in your own home and you believe you know, there's, there's toxic mold or there's indoor air quality concerns, you should vacate that property. And as tough as it is, that's just something that needs to happen because we have no way of knowing until we get there and do our inspections. And we don't have any way of knowing what the air quality is until we get the lab results back from the lab. So that, that takes time. And like I said, it could be several weeks. So that's why I always recommend that. Obviously, we talked about the inspection and testing. We would come in, we'd do an inspection, we would do testing. When we do that inspection, if there are still tenants in the property, we actually will ask questions, we'll write things down, and gather information that we can put in our report. Once that's all done and we get the lab results back, as I said, I can't definitively say there's a pass or fail. I can't just look at the lab results and my inspection results and say, hey, these people aren't getting sick from mold. Why do I say that? If you've listened to me long enough, I say this probably not as often as I should, but everybody reacts to mold exposure differently. What might make you sick might not make me sick. What might make your children sick might not make you sick. Elderly parents, newborns, pets, they're there's just too many variables and we all react differently. Um, you know, we talked about COVID a little bit earlier and it's very similar. Mold exposure is similar to COVID. For COVID, it was fatal to some people. Some people said it was like having a cold. Keep that in mind when you think about mold exposure because it can do the same thing. And just because it's not affecting you doesn't mean that it's not affecting anybody. Make sure that you do keep that in mind. And when I say that, you know, I'm not saying to you as a landlord, don't tell your tenants, well, you know, it could be anything. You don't want to try to gaslight anybody, but I, I am just being clear that, you know, sometimes we get the inspection results back and we get the mold lab results back and we don't really see anything in either, either findings to, to look at it and say, yeah, you know, we have a really major concern. That's, as I've said, that's only one piece of the puzzle or two pieces in inspection and testing. There, There's medical testing that can be involved too. But once again, just because a medical test has shown mycotoxins, it doesn't mean it's from a mold infestation inside their home or their rental property. It can be from food. So keep that in mind that, that mold is not the only thing that can make people sick inside a home. But on the other hand, mold does affect all of us differently. What's my call to action? As I said earlier, if you're not a landlord and you listen to this whole podcast, I, I really do appreciate that. Most of you probably have tuned out once you heard landlord. But whether you're a landlord, a tenant, or a homeowner, if you do believe you have mold concerns, you need to act upon it immediately. The reason I say that is just like I said earlier. It takes time uh, to get an inspector out there, to get the air testing done, then also to get the lab results. So the sooner you can jump on it, the better off you are. Something that uh, my wife always 
always brings up and I tend to forget uh, to tell you is make sure you have a journal and you're writing down everything. You're writing down dates. You're writing down any symptoms that you think are related to mold sickness. So that could be a runny nose, headaches, all sorts of things. It, it can cause irritability. It can cause skin rashes, watery eyes. It just, there's a lot of things. And so if you have all that documented as far as dates, the symptoms, where you spent most of your time, if you spent most of your time in your bedroom, make sure we put that down. Uh, if it was most of the time down in your kitchen, your living room, wherever it was, uh, that's very important to us because we can look at the room you spend most of your time in a lot. We will do a lot more thorough inspection. There should be a thorough inspection throughout every room. Room, but we can really pay more attention to those rooms that we think we have concerns with. So make sure you act on it immediately. As most of you do know, I have written five books. Uh, my latest book, Inside Toxic Mold, was just released about, I think it's been about two months now. I believe the paperback came out in December, but I didn't get Audible and everything done till January or maybe February last month. But anyhow, I have five books available. They're available in ebook. Audible and paperback. So you can go to Amazon.com, just search author Steve Worsley. You can also go to our website, cnccontractorservices.com, and you can click. There's a, I think there's a picture. I don't really run my website, but there should be a picture. You just click on the book and it'll take you to Amazon. Uh, like I always say, if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me. Once again, this is episode 200. Have a wonderful day and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the Mold Investigation Checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free Mold Investigation Checklist today. You can also, on cnccontractorservices.com, find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.